Hello, and welcome to the Going Paperless with ADHD podcast with me, Morgan Dotson. So this is episode 40, which I was reflecting back on how many episodes I have, and I have 40. If you count, <clears throat> if you count all the way to 40, that's a lot. So I'm very proud of myself. Okay, so today's episode is how to ditch your paper planner, episode 40. So it's a little bit different than my normal episodes because I did a recent pop-up coaching call. And if you guys missed it, I'm so sorry. It was super fun. So go and get signed up for the email list to know when the next one's coming. I'll also tell you, I have decided at least from now until the end of the year, and then I'll decide if I want to keep the same time frame. So I thought about let's do it second Tuesday of the month at two o'clock central time, right? So it's kind of two, two and two. I got a kick out of it because I thought I was clever. So the next one will be September 14th, 2021 at two o'clock central time, which is a Tuesday. So go on morgan.sencoaching.com and you'll see the thing at the top that says, um, get on, you know, get on the thing for the pop-up coaching call. All you got to do, as long as you're on the regular um, email list, you'll get the emails in the link. So sign up for that and I will see you at the next one. But so this call, what I did was I recorded the pop-up coaching call. I did a little bit of teaching at the beginning and then the rest of the time was just for question and answer. But what I did was I recorded it and I cut it to where it's just the teaching part. So that's what I'm going to teach you guys about today on the podcast if you missed it. Um, and I talked about how to ditch your paper planner in five steps. So listen to that and take some notes and let me know if you guys have any questions, right? Or any ideas. You can always email me at morgan at morgan.sencoaching.com. Otherwise, please enjoy the episode. All right. All right. Let's get started. I know a couple of you guys are going to come trickling in and that's okay. Um, we have the whole hour. So what we're going to do today is I can answer some questions in the chat box. So as I do a little bit of teaching today, um, put your guys's questions in there and between a coaching, if I call a couple of you on live, I can answer some of those in between and I'll have some time at the end to go through those. Um, don't post it more than once because sometimes there's quite a few going and yours might get to the bottom. And then by the time I get there, you're like, oh my gosh, where did it go? She didn't answer it. It's like, I'll, I'll get there. I promise. Um, so today, what I want to do first is give you guys a little intro to who I am. If you are not familiar with me or my work yet, um, thank you for being here. I'm really excited to teach you guys today just a little bit to guide the call. And then what I want to do is give you guys the chance to come on and get all your questions answered. Or if you are needing help with something specific, you absolutely can raise your hand. Do that now if you want to be called on live. And as I do a little bit of teaching, I can um, start to see those come in and pull you on. So my name is Morgan Dotson and I live in Southern Illinois. So who I am is a digital organization coach for people with ADHD. So if you're not familiar with my story, definitely go check out my podcast, which is also called the going paperless with ADHD. Um, you can find it on Spotify and iTunes. So I have been coaching people for the last several years. 
Before I was a life coach, before I became a life coach, I was actually a professional home organizer. And so I would drive to people's houses and help them get organized, but it was really difficult because it was hard to sustain and maintain those results after I had left and gone home. Right. So I eventually stumbled upon life coaching and all of the life coaching tools. Um, my first life coaching mentor was Brooke Castillo and I still follow her to this day. So what I have learned from being in the life coaching industry and learning all about my ADHD that I was diagnosed with at age 22. So I have learned so much about what it takes to not just achieve organizing results, right? It's one thing to get the result you want, but it's another to ingrain it into your identity to make it permanent, right? So a lot of it is, it is the tactics. It is the, the actions you take, but more so than anything, it is, it is above and beyond sustained with your identity. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is how to ditch your paper planner. So some of you have maybe already tried to get rid of your paper planner, right? And maybe your goal is to use all digital systems. Maybe you have already attempted to transfer everything over and get your systems all set up. And one thing that I usually come across, whether it's, you know, me interacting in Facebook groups or in other ADHD or, or even neurotypical communities, right, is it is one thing to transfer everything over and kind of get it set up. But a lot of the time there are lots of obstacles in getting there, right. And then maintaining it. So the main reason that back in, so back in college, I drove an hour to school, right. To college. So I was also using a paper planner and I would have all my thing, all my like files and stuff on a flash drive. And I would then drive to class, right? An hour away. And sometimes I would forget my paper planner. Sometimes it wasn't a huge deal, but sometimes it was a huge pain in the ass, right? Because I couldn't just run home really quick and grab it. And that was so annoying. Not only because I didn't know what I was doing for the day, unless I memorized it somehow, which isn't super reliable, right? Because I got a lot going on up there. My brain moves really fast. It's rare that I remember things that I need to do. Right. So that along with, I would have all my things on like a flash drive and, you know, in college, they'd have us like pull up our documents from the computer in class. Sometimes I would forget the flash drive in a computer. Sometimes it was there when I went back a couple hours later after I remembered, or I realized that I lost it. And, um, sometimes it wasn't, and maybe someone took it or just didn't turn it in, whatever the case, I was so frustrated. So it was around that time that I decided I have, I am so sick and tired of leaving my paper planner places, right? Even if it was the most organized planner on the planet. And it was, it was a very organized planner. It worked at the time for keeping track of my life, all the ideas I had, all the assignments, all the appointments, whatever it was, it was an okay system back in college. And I didn't even know that I had ADHD back in college. I wasn't diagnosed till shortly after, maybe a year or so after I graduated with my bachelor's. So at that time, I didn't even know some of the symptoms from my ADHD I was trying to solve for. I just knew that whatever the obstacle was, I could figure it out. It wasn't always fun, 
right? Figuring out how to transfer all of my paper planner things over. And it wasn't always a seamless transition, but I just knew that I almost never lost my phone, right? If I think about all the times I left my paper planner places, try to say that five times fast, it was way more than the times that I would leave my phone somewhere, right? Or the times that I would, you know, break my phone. Rare, like all the time. Yeah, I, that was my huge obstacle. I would always get defensive when people suggested, well, why don't you try a digital calendar? Why don't you try, you know, digitizing it or using iCal or something? I'm like, no, I'm a paper planner person. I, I always use a paper planner. This is how I do it. And then another thing I always had as an objection was, what if your phone dies? This is, I remember back in college, we, um, I was part of this group called Agriculture Future of America, right? Which is largely not relevant to this today, but we were at a conference. And if you guys are at all familiar with any of Stephen Covey's work and um, I mean, all of that, I think his book is called Seven Habits of Highly Productive People. I don't know, something like that. Um, so we were at a conference for that. They sent us to like this conference and the, the presenter for the Stephen Covey stuff suggested, oh, I really like using a digital calendar. And I just remember feeling so defensive about that, like almost as if my paper planner wasn't working, but I defended it, even though it's not working. Um, of course, I would never tell him that or any of the other people there, but I just remember feeling defensive about it and a little bit of powerlessness of like, it kind of works, but it mostly doesn't. But I also don't know, how to, don't know how to figure out how to make it work as well as I want to without it being digital. But I also don't totally know how to do it digital to, the, to where it works for me in my brain and my life, given the context of all the things I have going on. And so for a long time, I kind of fought that. And eventually I just like, I guess I just took the leap and I said, I have to figure this out. I don't know what I'm doing. Generally speaking, using a calendar app is not technically that hard. It's all of the mind drama and overcoming all of my obstacles, all of my resistance, whatever it is. And um, I will tell you some of the most incredible things in my life have come about after really after not just using a digital calendar, but digitizing my whole life in general, because after I was able to completely stop using my paper planner and completely start using, I think I started with iCal. I still use iCal. It doesn't matter what the app is, right? But what's important is really, okay, let me think. I had a train of thought and I lost it. So, so really after, if I think back to like, after I started all doing all of that stuff to, to now, which when I switched, I was, I think I switched like mid-college. That would have been like six-ish years ago, right? So thinking about the level of work I have been able to accomplish and not just being productive, right? It's so much more than that. It has way more to do with how do I take care of myself and my health and really trying to solve huge problems in my life because I, you know, I went through therapy. I know a lot of you guys have too. And really I got to the point where I outgrew it, but I, I really do truly believe that if I had not gone and switched to my paper calendar or switched to my digital calendar and, you know, not just switching to digital, right. It's all about how can I manage my life and the to-dos that I want to do and all my goals and all my projects in a way that 
doesn't leave me feeling scattered. Doesn't leave me feeling like, oh, this is a hard system to maintain, right? Thinking of like a paper planner, because I'm always afraid of, if I bring it somewhere, what if I lose it? And all of the risk associated with just having a physical paper planner, right? Like I used to think it was more secure to have a paper planner and do things on paper, but really the opposite is true because if I only have one copy of it, if I have one paper planner and I lose it, I am screwed, (laughs) right? Like there is no getting it back. There is no, let's restore it from a backup, right? If it's gone or it gets burned up in a fire or someone steals it, it's gone forever. There's only one copy, right? So it's like, I had to hold on to it super tight. And of course I had one of those like big, you know, the eight and a half by 11. So it's not like a cute little thing I could throw in a purse. It's like, it's this big honking thing I'd whip out in class and it's like, okay, what are we doing today? (laughs) Right. And so what I've learned through, you know, digitizing my whole life is I can take it anywhere I want, which is the most magical thing on the planet. Right. Like, even if I never need anything, like while I'm out and about running errands or whatever it is, it's fun to know that I could pull up any document, any calendar event, any note, anything that I have from anywhere. Right. And so that is part of the magic because not only does it help me when I'm not in my house, which again, is similar to the obstacle I had going to school an hour away. It's like the area I live now is very rural. So to get anywhere is like a commitment, right? You have to really carve out some time to go to town. Like the closest grocery store is 35 minutes away. So every Friday I go to town, but even then I can sit down at my desk with a project planned out on the calendar and know that I could sit here this whole time and not have to get up for a single thing. I don't have to go find a document I left in the kitchen. I don't have to go hunt down a sticky note that I left in a different room. I don't have to go find the notepad I did some ideas on or sketches or whatever it is. I don't have to go, you know, into the safe to find the document with an important number on it, right? I have that all in my system and I can pull it up sitting right here at any moment, right? I can pull it up at a moment's notice. I know exactly where it is. I know it will be there when I always go looking for it. And that is part of the magic of cultivating focus in my life. And a lot of my clients' lives too, is it is magical to sit down and work on a project and not have to be distracted by a, okay, where is that piece of paper I had? Let me go find it. And then God forbid you get distracted on the way, right? There's a lot of time and there's a lot of space between my office and the kitchen, right? It might be 20 feet, but there's a lot of things that I could be like, oh, let's go over there and do that. Or, oh, the laundry's done. Let's go switch it out or uh, anything, right? And then it feels like a couple minutes later, but it's really like hours later where I'm like, oh, okay, what? totally lost track of time. Now, those instances are very rare now since I have figured out how to never, like never get up from my seat, which is magical, but I also sometimes have to remember to stand. So that's kind of funny. So here's what I want to teach you is how to teach your paper planner. I have written down some steps on the board and they're relatively simple, right? I simplify it on purpose. I give myself no reasons to be confused, right? Your brain will offer Oh, that's so simple. It's too easy, but I'm telling you, if you follow these five steps, you will be able to completely phase out your old paper planner and completely start using your digital systems. Now, 
these five steps are simple, right? But there's lots of obstacles our brain will offer us in getting ourselves to do it, right? Because our brain much prefers to keep using the system that doesn't really work, right? It might kind of mostly work, but largely you could be way more productive than you are now. And our brain likes to keep us from doing risky, potentially scary things. So it would much prefer us use the system that doesn't work as good. But if we want to get incredible things done and do amazing things, we have to figure out a system that works to not only help us get stuff done, but like even the really amazing things that you think about, like, oh, it would be so nice if I could dot, 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 even those things, right? Because it's not about just let's work our way through a to-do list. Let's actually do some awesome stuff. So let's get started. So as I teach, as I go through these five steps, put in the chat box, any, you know, obstacles you're going through or things you can't figure out or really anything that sounds confusing. And I will just answer them live like this. So, so here's the steps, right? And let me know if you have any questions about them, or if you want to put in like your exact scenario of, I use this paper planner, it has this specific kind of page on it. And I don't know how to translate that to digital. That's the exact thing that I can help you with. So number one is you pick one calendar app and one project management app. So my writing might be kind of small, but let me know if you can't read it. Otherwise I will walk you through all of it anyway. So pick one calendar app and one project management app. And so I put one, I underlined one. I probably should underline the other one, right? Because so many of us like to, yeah, it's different, right? If you have like a work one, you have to use for work. And then like a personal one, that's a little different, but don't pick multiple different apps, right? Because the goal here is to consolidate it into one system, right? And like, I would always say, even if, you know, back in college or whenever I was doing this work is even if. I was digitizing notes and scans and whatever it is like in any app, as long as it was at least in this one app, I at least knew it was in there somewhere, right? Even if I couldn't find it right away versus like, let me go put it, you know, I have five different apps for the same thing. I can't remember if I put it over here or in this other one, or did I put it in there at all? And then it's just, it just is so overwhelming. So pick one calendar app. It doesn't have to be fancy. I recommend simple over trying to get the next fanciest one because what will, what I want to teach you, right. And I teach all my clients this. And in my podcast too, is like the app only matters like 5%, right? Because I could pick any calendar app and get all the same results because what matters is up here, right? It's up to me to learn the skills of how to teach or how to you know, make my calendar work for me versus making the planner or the app try to do all the heavy lifting. And then I'm just stuck because if it doesn't have a feature I want, it's like, well, shit, this is the thing that makes it work. I can't do it on my own versus really cultivating that inner sense of accountability and really sticking to the systems and making them work and following through on the plans you make. It's a magical feeling. So calendars, right? Keep it simple. You probably already have one. Um, if you have multiple, right? If you've got like an iCal and you've got a Google and you've got like a multiple, right? Just pick one and eventually we'll put it all into one, right? Same thing with a project management app. This is different from just a simple notes app. I know a lot of people use the notes app on their, on their 
you know, Apple devices or just a straight note taking app. We're looking for something that can, yes, have something, you know, like a brain dump in it. It's versatile enough to where you can use it for, you know, task management or grocery shopping, or I want to list off every single thing there is to do for this one project or goal I have. And then it, it maintains that. So for me, I'm looking for something that's simple and easy to use, not overly complicated, right? So some favorites of mine are Trello. A lot of people love Asana. Right now I am using Notion. I just recently switched from Trello to Notion. So keeping it simple is important, but it needs to be something that can hold attachments, right? And details for projects. If you collaborate on projects personally or professionally, you may want something that works well for that. But other than that, keep it simple. Right. Because if it's too complicated, we're for sure not going to use it. Even still today, I probably could get away with something kind of complex. Notion kind of sometimes is if you want it to be complex, but I'm telling you, uh, simple over everything. Right. And another thing to consider too is it's okay if it's boring. Right. I know that's a huge obstacle for a lot of us. Right. Is well, I had a system and it was kind of working. And then I got bored and then I switched it. And then I had to figure out the new one, right? Like I always say, it's not your planners or your, you know, your productivity systems job to entertain you. They can be boring. What can entertain you is your amazing life that you create when you plan everything out on the calendar and you just follow through, right? It's not your planner's job to entertain you. So that's good to know, right? Okay. Number two, you want to decide on your time planning protocol. And so this is what I had done uh, back in college is I, I put everything into the, the calendar, right? I, I switched my planner to digital. And then really all I did was put like doctor's appointment next Thursday in there, or, you know, maybe, you know, go to class. I may put my classes in there, but beyond that, it was largely blank. Right. And so the only way I knew something was in there is if I had an alert or if I happened to look in it for that day, otherwise it was mostly blank. But what helped me so much was deciding on the plan I would use to, uh, it was the plan to plan my time is what it was, right? So deciding things like, how will I decide what I'm working on in any given week? How do I know what's important, right? When's the time you sit down to actually put things on the calendar for when you're going to work on them? So that's good to know a rough structure. Sometimes if I'm helping a client just, you know, develop a rough structure of what does a time protocol look like? You know, usually we could start with some really simple ingredients, right? If we're thinking of a, of a recipe, right? So mine, and this is oversimplified, of course, mine is every Monday morning. The first thing I do for a whole hour is I, I do a brain dump. I get it all out and I decide what I'm doing this week. It sounds simple to decide that, right? But again, that's what I mean with, it sounds simple, but there's lots of obstacles to that too, right? So I'll decide what I'm doing for the whole week. And then I put it all on the calendar, right? Again, lots of obstacles. We will get there. Um, So that happened Monday morning. And then at the end of every day, really, let's start with the beginning of the day. So at the beginning of the day, I take, you know, 15, anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes, depending on the, the week and the day. Um, to kind of just refine the day and make sure it's all good to go. 
for, for me today? You know, do I have all the links for the, the meetings I'm attending, right? Do I know exactly that that's the right time for that other call that I'm supposed to go to, or, oh, I have this meeting later on. I don't have the details from so-and-so to do whatever it was at the meeting, right? So having that all planned out helps my brain think about things ahead of time versus reacting in the moment, right? So much of our life is spent scrambling around hoping, oh, I hope I have everything ready for this meeting or, oh crap, I forgot to do this. And now it's five minutes till the meeting starts. And now you're scrambling versus even just thinking one day ahead of, oh, I don't have that information. Let me email so-and-so is so valuable. So that happens every morning. At the end of the day, I do what's called a checkout. I just named it that just because that's what I decided to name it. It doesn't mean anything fancy other than let's just do a brain dump. If there's anything I need to tie up, any loose ends, any emails I need to send, right? And then I always have this notepad on my desk always. It's a boring one, right? There's nothing fancy about it. It is blank lined paper, right? I get these notepads in bulk on Amazon. There is nothing fancy about this, right? But the ability to sit down and work on a project and really focus. I mean, like if you're going to hyper hyper focus on anything and you get to pick what it is, if you're doing that and you get an idea of, oh, that's a good idea or, oh, that would be fun or, oh crap, forgot to buy this on Amazon, right? Instead of either going into your systems, putting that in there where it needs to go or just going in like, oh, I'll just go order that really quick, right? I write it down and it's done. And then I know for sure at the end of the day, I will see it, right? Because the system works because it is also with the checkout, right? So I see that and I do the little quick things. Usually that doesn't take too long, 15, 30 minutes. And then what this does is allows my brain to relax, which is a beautiful thing, right? Which usually I have a lot going on in there anyway, and it just does its thing, even if you know, I'm totally organized on top of my things or have a lot going on. So it allows my brain to relax because I can know that as long as something's on the list or in my systems, it is as good as done. Right. But if I don't really fully believe that, and I don't trust that those systems will, you know, keep track of all the things I need, I'll be able to find what I need in an instant then my brain will want to hold on to it, right? It'll say, oh, I don't know if we really will remember to look at that, to remember to, remember to order that thing on Amazon tomorrow. So I'll just, I'll just memorize it, right? I'll remind you tomorrow, says your brain, right? It's, it's fine. It can stay in our brain, right? But that is like the most poisonous thought for me because A, I probably won't remember. And if I do, it's too late. Like I'll remember next week and I needed it, you know, in a couple of days, Right. So that's really helpful for me. So that is planning your time protocol. And I encourage you to make this really detailed. The more detailed here, the better, because then your brain won't use the plan of, if the plan is too vague, your brain will want to get out of it. And it will be able to, because it's very sneaky and our brains are very smart. Okay, number three, transfer data from your paper planetary calendar. So I separated out Number three and number four. Number four is transfer tasks from all the other paper you have to your project management app, right? I separated these because you're going to want to look at how to set things up in your calendar as one app and then your paper planner or your um, project management app next. 
And I do this. So you're not trying to make the apps do similar things, right? So really what this looks like is, okay, let me go through my paper planner. Oh, a doctor's appointment next Thursday at 3 p.m. Put that in the calendar, right? You're going to want to transfer that stuff over as well as, you know, even setting up like reoccurring things. Like I know for me every day, I eat lunch at two, right? Today was a little earlier because I'm talking to you guys at 2.30. Um, so that's in there. I don't have to recreate that. I know always I eat lunch at two. So that's in there. Um, so even setting those things up. Now, when it comes to putting things into your project management app, it gets a little bit different um, in terms of you're not going to put, you know, doctor's appointment at 3 p.m. next Thursday in Trello, right? Like that's just nonsense. We wouldn't do that. But there are certain things that you're going to say, okay, should I put this in my calendar or should I put this in Trello? We'll just use Trello as the example. I know a lot of you guys use that. And then it's like, which one do I put it in? It doesn't matter, right? Obviously, you're not going to put a doctor's appointment in Trello. It doesn't make sense. You're going to want to have it be time-based in the calendar. So do that all at once. Then I want you to go on number four and gather other random pieces of paper. Maybe you have note, you know, like notepads full of tasks. Now, what I don't want you to go do is overwhelm yourself by going and finding all of your paper, even like random insurance documents or like random things that don't have a, like a task associated with them as of right now, right? We're looking for the little pieces of notes you jotted down. Oh, here's the three things I want to remember. You know, here's the grocery list I scribbled on, you know, the back of a, of a receipt in the kitchen. Let's go grab that. Pull those together and then put those into your project management app. Start it off simple and let it evolve as you continue to use it. Now, number five is, it sounds simple. Again, stop using your paper planner and in your paper notepads and start using your calendar. So this is kind of with number one in, yes, we pick one app per category, right? Calendar and project management. But for this, a lot of us, like I have a lot of clients who, when they were transitioning from paper planners to digital calendars, you know, it either was they used to do this or they still do this. And it's really hard to kind of stop using one and start using the other. So what they would do is, okay, well, I've set it up, you know, like my, my calendar, like it, it's there, right. But I'm still like writing stuff down in the paper planner, right? Like I'll take this to my doctor's appointment. Oh, next Thursday at three, let's write it down. And they haven't fully transitioned yet. And, and really that will backfire because we want to completely just use one right? It doesn't work when we use more than one because then you have to keep both updated to maintain both systems, right? You have to maintain, you have to make sure the paper one matches the, the other one or else you'll overschedule, you'll double schedule and you'll miss things over here. There's a lot of room for human error. And that was my experience too of like, oh, but I'll just keep my paper planner. I'll just keep using it a little and I'll keep using this digital calendar over here. But what happened was it was just a big mess, right? I wasn't fully over here. I wasn't fully over here. And I was kind of just in the middle and it was just messy, right? And I, it, it was annoying, right? Cause it like, wasn't working. I was like, I thought this would work. It didn't, it for sure didn't. So let me know what obstacles you guys have. I wanna know what you guys are struggling with or anything that feels confusing. And like I mentioned earlier, there are things like, well, I just really can't figure out how to use this 
way of doing it on paper to a digital system, right? So I can even go through some obstacles that I wrote down. I brainstormed some, brainstormed some the other day, um, just to get a feel for how I wanted to do this, this pop-up coaching call. The other thing too, is if you don't get your questions answered today, or if you have more questions after this, I think what I'll do is I will do another one of these pop-up coaching calls. I think I might make it a regular thing and I will do it next, not even next Tuesday. I decided the second Tuesday of the month at two o'clock, right? So it's like two, two and two. Um, so the next one will be, if I remember correctly, I can look it up at the end. So September 14th um, at two o'clock. So that's a Tuesday, September 14th at two o'clock. And if you're on the email list, you'll have the links anyway. So, so let me take a look and see if you guys have any questions or if anyone wants to be called on live, I can do that as well.